This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. it's a beautiful day outside. Feels like it's Thursday or Friday. Or yeah, it's the problem. An odd week. Not having a game again. This. I don't. I'm not so sure. I like this whole week off in between. I bet coaches love it because I mean I, I kind of think of it like as bowl practice. You know, like yeah. get the JV team ready. You know, do a lot of treatment, but don't really push the top guys all that much. But they've kind of been doing that for weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like the Cam Haywards and the Watts have been getting the crap beat out of them, you know, so I'm ready for real action. Absolutely. And, uh, well, we still got uh, a week and a half here before mm-hmm. uh, the Steelers play. There'll be a game next Thursday, so we're, yeah, not we're, too far we're away. a week out. Um, but, uh, Matt, I thought today to uh, kick off the show, um, now that the Steelers' 53-man roster is set, we would take mm-hmm. a look at what they had last year at this time, mm, Okay, what they have now. Uh, for people who good say time they, to do that, we did they that don't, like uh, two months ago. Yeah, or so, we we looked at it going into the start of camp, and things have obviously changed here a little bit. Uh, so, no further ado, here we got that wide receiver this year: Deontay Johnson, Gunnar Olszewski, George Pickens, Miles Boykin. Uh, you got uh, Chase Claypool, Calvin Austin, Stephen Sims. That's seven. Seven. Yeah, last year That's at this time. Number. Last year at this time, right now, they had five. How about that? Okay. Juju five or six is more likely, yeah. you know. Juju Smith-Schuster, Ray-Ray McLeod, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. They okay. Better now or better then? Um, Deontay's a wash. I liked Claypool better then than now. I think Deontay is better now. He than might be better then. now. He's yeah. definitely not worse. Right. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I'll take Pickens over Juju all day long. Yeah. Um, Especially for this offense. And basically, Washington versus all those other guys, right? <laughs> and Ro- Washington I mean? and Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, right. And McLeod versus all those other guys. McLeod and Sims are the same. We'll cancel them out, I guess. Um, I don't think they are. I'd rather Sims, but yeah. I was just you know trying to make it easy and <laughs> <laughs> scratch off the common denominators yeah. or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'll take Austin and the other guys over Washington, who by the way just went on injury reserve about half an hour ago. Yeah. For the Cowboys. yeah. Um, at offensive on the offensive line. Well, the starters are pretty much the same, other than Trey Turner, uh, Mason Cole, and well, okay, let's just go through it. Yeah. Okay. So you got Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson, Mason Cole, James Daniels, Chukwuakor for with Kendrick Green, J.C. Hassenauer, and Jesse Davis backing them up. Last year at this time, it was Chukwuakor for Kevin Dotson, J.C. Hassenauer, Trey Turner, Zach Banner. Dan Moore, Kendrick Green, Joe Haig. There really isn't anybody that's a major loss. You know what I mean? No. Like, like I, I look at the the group there. So you've, you basically traded out Trey Turner and Zach Banner from that group. Well, Zach Banner, Trey Turner, Zach Banner, and Joe Haig, and Haig. for James Daniels, Mason Cole, and Jesse Davis. I think that's a win. I think it is too. Yeah. I mean, I know Daniels hasn't played well, but I'm still going to put more value on him. He played okay in the last game. He did. But him and the two right side line is fine. And the line line in general was better on people. And that's what you want to, that's what you want to see. Like he's a veteran. It's okay. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little frustrating before. I talked to him uh, last week after the, after the game in Jacksonville. He said, look, I'm, this is, this is August. I don't want to be peaking in August. (laughs) I want to be, you know, 
So I think there was maybe because he's new around here, a little bit of cruise control, like news, new the league, and you know, yeah. he realizes where you know the most important stuff is, and that's not for another fifteen days or whatever, right. ten days, like you said. The other thing about the offensive line, I thought I'd bring it real quick here before we move on. Yeah, here. that's it. Um, they're not; they're basically leaving all those offensive linemen, all five of them, on an island. They're not oh, chipping they're not and everything them at all because right. that's a great people, call. And people say, "Well, why are they doing that?" You got to find out who you need to help. Evaluating, yeah, you're right, evaluating right, right. those guys. It's so Dan Moore versus Allen in the Jags game. He was losing and losing bad. Yeah. Okay. So now, if you play the Jaguars again in the regular season, Zach Sentry is going to be lined up next to him. Well, I was even going to say. I mean, if it, if that were a regular season game, they would have made adjustments. They're not going to just Absolutely. leave him on the island yeah. losing to a, a better player than he is. You know. I mean. So no, you're right. It's you. The whole purpose is to evaluate the guys. So let's make things hard on them and then make it easier when it matters. Right. You know, so to that, see where you like, need to, you know, fix that, things. I mean, Zach Banner's not even a league. Right. I mean, he really has no value in the uh, well, Yeah, I, I mean, I talked to him in the offseason. His knee just never recovered. Is that the thing? Yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. And Trey Turner, I don't know. Did he make Washington's fifth final roster? I think he's a start for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he missed a bunch of camp, though. I didn't see all. I I don't know that for sure, but I just assumed he was going to be their starter at right guard. Yeah. So at tight end, but I'd rather have Daniels. Yeah, I would too. Mm-hmm. Uh, at tight end, it's Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, Connor Hayward. Last year at this time, it was Eric Ebron, Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry. Gentry stock went up. Oh yeah, I mean, Fryermuth stock went up. He was an untested. Last year, going into right training now. camp, you were wondering if Zach Gentry, Gentry both if, wanted, the team. if he was going to make the team. Right. Yeah. So he had, he took a major step forward. Um, now Hayward's the unknown. You know where yeah. Fryermuth was the unknown, and I know Ebron wasn't a tremendous stealer and hasn't had a, a tremendous career and isn't in the league, but he holds a little bit of weight here. You know, this time last year. We thought he's a matchup weapon, and you know, I mean, he didn't work out to do a whole heck of a lot. But I feel better. I feel better, better now about Fryermuth than I did last year at this. That's time. That's what I mean. Fryermuth yeah. and Gentry both took big enough step forward. Fryermuth averaged 16 yards of catch in the preseason. Wow, didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, and there were a couple of short ones in there, but they were going down the field to him down the seam mm-hmm. in the middle of the field. Yeah, too. yeah, and it wasn't like you just dumped it to him and he ran on screens and things. Yeah, he was getting downfield. So I, I think I'd say. This group, I mean, the progress Muth and Gentry made, I think, is greater than the distance between Ebron and Hayward. And yeah. frankly, if they said, well, I guess you could do this, you could sign Ebron right now and cut Hayward, and they're not doing it. So, yeah, you wouldn't, <laughs> so, yeah, you wouldn't do that. And you wouldn't do that, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel better about that. But last year's version of Ebron, I still had some hope for. I did, too. Um, quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins last year. Mm-hmm. This year it's Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph. Well, the only, you know, um, staple is Rudolph, and he's better now than then. Yeah. They're all better than Haskins. Kenny Pickett's better than Haskins, yeah. It's that, that's not close. That's not even close. Um, I understand Ben's value and all that, but I would never trade this quarterback room for that quarterback room. I would agree with that. You know, yeah, I mean, if some the, of that's looking what this could become, right? But even if you said, okay, you can have last year's version of Ben Roethlisberger with this team, I'm going to take. I'll take Trubisky. I'm going to take this this group of quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just straight up, like you can have one year ago version of Ben for Mitch. No, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that um, one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even talking about the salary and all that stuff too. I mean, that would make it even more in Mitch's favor, of course. Uh, last year's running back room was Najee Harris, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, 
Kalen Balaj, and Derek Watt. This year, Najee Harris, Benny Snell, Jalen Warren, Derek, Derek Watt. Uh, one fewer player, no Anthony McFarland, no Kalen Balaj. I mean, Warren versus Balaj, I'd much rather have Warren. Even what I thought of Balaj then. But that's pretty close. Yeah. You know? I mean, my opinion I think Harris it's kind of a wash. Yeah, I mean, I, I wash, thought Harris right. was going to be good. He was. And he was, right. My opinion of him hasn't changed dramatically. Yeah. hasn't changed at all on Watt or Snell, for that matter. Yeah. Snell's a little better special teams-wise than I thought he would have been a year ago. But, you know, I, mean, I, I guess have, this one. But basically, it's a wash. I have high hopes for Jalen Warren, but I don't know how much he's going to be used. Right, right, right. I well, think he's a – I think I, – I actually think he's pretty good on special teams. Yeah, they seem to like him there. No, I think he's what puts it over because I wasn't big on Belage. I didn't quite understand that signing. He couldn't time. get on. Te- he couldn't get on teams he at all. He couldn't get on teams at all. So and neither could McFarland. Right? Yeah, I mean that's what it came down to for that spot. And mm-hmm. I don't think Belage is in the league. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Warren, by the way, is the number two. That's. Mm-hmm. I I don't think there's definitely a misconception there. There there's definitely a misconception because that's still how they listed on their depth chart. Mm-hmm. They haven't updated that in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right. know, since they did the initial one at the start of, uh, before they played their first preseason game. And the first one wasn't gospel to begin with. Right. Yeah, that's just, okay, <laughs> you know? put these guys in some kind of order. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Jalen Warren is number two. I mean, I think we'll see that in week one. I mean, we know Harris's workload's always extreme, so it's not always as easy to tell as some teams. Yeah. But I think he's going to be the first guy off the bench no matter what. But all three of those guys are going to be active on game day. Snell. Included, you're talking about? Yeah, Snow, Warren, yes. and Harris are all active, as yeah. is Watt. And I, I think there's also a misconception that, boy, Warren beat out McFarlane. Warren was like the team no matter what. You know, yeah. I mean, it came down to McFarlane or Snell. And that comes down to special teams. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, that's it for the offense. We think the offense is better. On paper. As a whole. It's an on-paper thing. Yeah. And I also think they absolutely fit Matt Canada's system. Which much better. Uh, which is a big deal. Which is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, looking at the defense, defensive line last year at this time was Cam Hayward, Tyson Alualu, Chris Wormley, Isaiah Bugs, Henry Mondo, Isaiah Loudermilk, Carlos Davis. So two, it wasn't on the, the fifty-three. He was not. Okay, because I was about to say. Or, well, he like, was, but he wasn't. They were, they placed him on IR. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was going to say I was prepared to say last year's group was better. Because of the immense weight that I put on what I thought of Stephon to it one year yeah. ago. No, he went on. He immediately went on IR. Then it's not close. Yeah, there's too many Bugses and Davises and Mondos <laughs> in the world. There, you, you know what I mean. Uh, this year there's, there's, no, there's none of them this year. Yeah, this year it's Larry Ogunjobi, Tyson Alulu, Cam Hayward, Chris Wormley, Montavious Adams, Isaiah Loudermilk, Demarvin Leal. Definitely this group. Yeah, I mean I don't think it's close. Leal carries some weight. Yeah, I'd say Leal's not a throwaway at all, where I think Mondo and Davis were throwaways. Yeah, and Loudermilk, we've seen a year of him. I mean, Wormley's better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. They're all better. I, mean, I guess I would probably slightly like last year's version of Cam and Alulu more than this one, just because they're up in age. You know, they're probably de- de- declining more than they're rising. But that's minor compared to the, the rest of the yeah. seven they have now. I mean, Ogunjobi, trading out Ogunjobi for Wormley in the starting lineup. That's a massive. Is huge. Yeah, because Wormley's way better than anybody else behind him on that yeah. list. You know. Uh, an outside linebacker. Last year at this time, it was T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Melvin Ingram, Jameer Jones. People forget Jameer Jones was, mm, was yeah, on he that was kind of a camp initial and... roster. Now it's T.J. Watt, Malik Reed, uh, Alex Highsmith, Derek Tuska. Last year's version. But it's close. I mean, Jones and Tuska to me are the same. 
We now know that T.J. Watt is, well, is coming off the Defensive Player of the Year. He was I not know. doing that two years ago. We also know what Alex Highsmith is a little bit, a little bit more about that. My opinion of Ingram at the 365 days ago, though, was it very was pretty high. high. It was yeah. really high. I have a pretty I high like opinion. Pick I have a high pe- opinion of Reed. Yes, I think he's going to be a favorite to the yeah. Steeler fans. The way he plays, he's perfect for what they got. I mean, he's not going to pout his way off the team. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, it's close. He's, he's actually happy to be a, here. Yeah, I, I was pretty darn excited about Ingram. I, I was too before the season. Here's started. the thing, though. I looked up Ingram's stats from last year. He had two sacks in in 500 plus snaps last year. Everyone made this big deal. Actually, it was almost 600 snaps. He had two sacks. Two sacks. That's that's with Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Malik Reed had five sacks and 700. Yeah, and the Chiefs were always winning. Yeah, and he, I mean, he didn't see the field on second and two very often. He was out there in passing situations or first and ten. You know, he, he should be more productive than that. And I think it was a real lazy analysis by mostly national people that, boy, Kansas City's defense took this huge step forward the day they traded for Ingram because they could move Jones from the outside in. Well, they should have done that from the beginning. They should. That's what they should have. <laughs> I don't should. care who the outside <laughs> right, guy was. Right, right. Put your best guy where he's your best guy. Don't weaken two spots. Right. They don't ask Cam to come off the edge. <laughs> right. You know, like that, that's a coaching error. That's not, wow, Ingram's here to save the day. <laughs> and and, and, the, and frankly, the Chiefs D played horrendous. They were awful. The season. Yeah, they were awful. And they weren't great after Ingram got there. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think that was overblown. Mm-hmm. But I'm like you. I I had high hopes for Ingram. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, thought, I can't. Wow, they really got three starters. I can't. I can't discount that at all. No. At cornerback, last year it was Joe Hayden, Justin Lane, Cam Sutton, James Pierre. Along with, I, I guess you, you. Well, no, I guess he wasn't on the. Was Millet not? Millet was not on the roster at that they point. They picked him up in like week two or something. Maybe they must have cut him to start at, in and then brought him back on the, on the practice squad. Probably no, he was. They must have brought him back to the. Okay. After maybe when they ir to it, they brought him back. I can't remember exactly. I think. I mean, again, this is revisionist history, but I think three hundred sixty-five days ago, Matt Williamson thought Hayden was better than he than I think this anyone on this group is. You know what I mean? And I just, that didn't prove to be true. Well, here's here's this year's group. Levi Wallace, James Pierre, mm-hmm. Cam Sutton, Arthur Millette, and Akello Weatherspoon. See, I like Sutton. Was, where, where was Weatherspoon should have been on this run? They I'm traded looking, for him in the middle of the season. No, they traded for him right, right, right before. Right before the season? I was yeah. it was like week three or so. Okay. No, I went back. This is on our lads. I went back to 9-1, the roster mm, as of yeah, 9-1, yeah. Gotcha. 2021. Yeah, but no, Witherspoon was on that roster, as was Millette. Um, But Witherspoon had just joined the roster. Now we know a little bit more about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I like Witherspoon better now than then. I Justin like Lane Sutton's, is not there. Right. I mean, again, we're on, there were only four guys there. Um, they wouldn't have went into season four. Hayden, Lane, Sutton, Pierre. And I think all... Pierre was a starter at this time. Right. They were looking at him as in, in right. that quickly. Now he's their fifth. He's right. I mean, he, now he's the guy he that's lucky to make the team. Now he's a special teams guy. Exactly. If he doesn't have great special teams value, he's not on the team. And who? I mean, if they find someone on the waiver wire, he's be the first one gone. Which to me is why I like this group better. That doesn't say. I think the depth. Though. The depth is way better. Way better. And the second starter. They. Way had, I mean, you were counting on Justin Lane and James Pierre. If something they happens, they were fighting for a starting yeah. job at this point. Right. Right. I, I did. Witherspoon only play going. only got the opportunity to play because Pierre failed. Right. In his shot at it. I mean, Witherspoon was inactive for a long time, too. Sutton's still the same, if not better now than then. 
I'm a Sutton believer because I think he's going to do more stuff too. Yeah, you know, slot safety, whatever. There's a guy on a website that uh, on DK Pittsburgh Sports he just hates Cam Sutton. Doesn't really? think he can play at all. I don't. I think he's. Like I don't the get easiest it. Yeah. B minus player ever. Yeah, you know, like he's never going to be a B plus. He's never going to be a C minus. You know, he's a B minus starting corner that does a lot of and, stuff. And the beauty of of, of Sutton. And even Trey Norwood, um, they're almost like the same player at this point. Yeah. They, you can put them in a number of different spots. Yeah. And same thing with Minka Fitzpatrick, for that matter. Yeah, you can yeah. You can put him on outside corner if you wanted if to. If you had to, yeah. yeah. Um, or here and there, you know. Yeah, but those guys give you so much flexibility that, mm-hmm. you know. I, it's really important in today's NFL. Yeah. Um, looking back on it, you know, I, I did this article. People might remember I did this geeky stat pack for the Steelers and – I didn't realize. I mean, Pierre played over 800 snaps for the this defense last year. He's not going to approach that this year. He played that many? I think so. I don't think he May, played maybe that it many. was over 500. There was a group over 800. He was right around 500. That sounds. And it was all likely. early in yeah. the season. Yeah, because after a while they just quit. He didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but I was still shocked by the number. I was like, man, I, th- I always think of him as a part-time, bottom of the roster type. And I was a little bit higher. I was definitely yeah. higher on him then. Than yeah, now. You know, he's not seeing that much playing time this year. I would say he's not going to touch that. He'll, he might play. Th- he'll play three hundred uh, special team snaps. Right. I mean, if it got to that point, they'd call Hayden back or make right. a trade. I mean, like it's never going to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you got nice depth there. They have, mm-hmm. in my eyes, they have three outside starting cornerbacks. I agree. I agree. And it's not like any of the players from this year or last year is a, an A lister. Yeah. You know. But they've got. To your point, three B minuses, mm-hmm. which is fine with the which adds up to a B plus probably. Yeah, when right, right. When done. you compare it to all the other corner rooms around, yeah. Uh, the safety position is. So do we well, count KZ? I mean, he's on the team right, right now. He is, yeah. but he's not on this roster, so it's exactly the same. I like Edmonds now better than then. Yeah, I mean the fact that KZ's a Steeler puts him over to me. I mean he's he'll be and he'll be back. Yeah, he should be. He's going to be back. Probably I report today. They're thinking like week four. Well, like yeah, it's a six week injury. Right. That's what I said yesterday. Right. What right. Do you, what do you, do? I know. You need the reader report. That. To say, I said that <laughs> yesterday on this very show. I said he got hurt two weeks ago. Right. That brings him back at the end of September. Right. I mean, that's to be four honest, weeks. <laughs> I speculated that on the post game show. I'm like, if he's a broken bone, and I mean, how bad it's could six that injury weeks. be? It's Those six are six weeks. week injuries. Right, right, right. Yeah. Bones heal. He'll be back. And it's not on a leg. Right. 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 You know, if it's a leg injury, that's different. But this is a yeah. Right. So he's not as big a loss as people think. Yeah, so right. he will be back. And I think you have to factor that in and give this nod to the, the safety. Well, yeah, I think uh, you know if, if you put him into the equation, it certainly does. But it's I a feel... slightly unfair argument because we gave the nod to last year's never. It's just well, I think running back we kind of did a it was little. Close. It was close. Um, outside linebacker, I think we gave the nod. Yeah, outside but, linebacker. But it's easier to like this. Oh, group. we didn't do inside linebacker. No. So you I got, don't like Bush as much as I used to. Okay, but you had Bush, Schobert, Gilbert, Spillane, Buddy Johnson, Marcus Allen. And I, I have to come clean. I thought Schobert was the answer when they signed him. I think Jack's the answer when they signed him. But I'll take this year's group. I'll take Jack. Yeah. I would take Jack over yeah. Schobert all day long. Even Right this minute, it's not even close. Even last even year. Then, yeah. Even last year. Like, the Jaguars took... Jack over Schobert. Right, right, right. They right. released Schobert because they had Jack. <laughs> you could get one off the Jags. You couldn't yeah. get the other. Right. Now, Jack carries a lot of weight, but Bush and Spillane worry me. They do, um, to a certain degree. Uh, Mark Robinson is promising. I like mm-hmm. I like Mark Robinson better than I liked Gilbert or Buddy Johnson. I was high on Gilbert. 
just couldn't stay healthy. I know, I know. I mean, I'm I, just trying to remember yeah. what I thought of the players then. Yeah, I thought Bush was ready for a big bounce back. But I would, uh, given what I, I, prob- Jack, I, I would know. probably say I was higher on last year's group. Probably overall, at the time. overall. Because when at this point, I thought Bush and Schobert are going to be a higher, high yeah. end starter. I agree. You know, yeah. a good pair. I thought Bush. I thought pair. Bush would. At this time last year, I thought Bush would bounce back for and be mm-hmm. pre Devin pre injury Devin Bush. Right. And that didn't happen. I was much less worried about the starters then than I am now. But even it, then, I, I would take fair. Jack over all of them. Oh yeah, I mean, you if we right, if right. we were ranking those guys. One to what other seven? One yeah, through yeah, yeah. ten. Jack would be number one. Well, here's the quick question: Is would you take 2022 Jack over 2021 Bush? Yes. See, I don't think we would have if the Jags offered Jack for Bush straight up a year ago. I oh, think would have. I think we'd have said, "I think Bush is going to bounce back." I would have done that. But Jack was a bird. Well, Jack's hand. a tw- yeah, twenty-five year old who's, who's yeah. he's, he's one year older than Devin Bush. I know, I know. And he's been a high level player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I still will take last year's group just because I would rank them this year: Jack, last year Bush, last year Schobert. Right was where I thought I yeah. was wrong, but right. that's what I thought. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Okay, I would agree As with that. As opposed to not so sure what's next to Jack, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So I mean, there's a couple groups there that we would take. Mm-hmm. We felt better about last year than we did. Going I do this think season. this exercise always be weighted to the now. Yeah, you know. Well, like, there's a recency bias. There's a recency bias, yeah. and unless you're the Rams or the Bengals or someone that had an awesome season, you know, like the Ben's Bengals that you didn't see coming, you know, I mean, I'm sure the Jets would be the same way. The Jags, you know, I mean, just about any team. Well, I guess the Bears wouldn't. Dallas I mean, the wouldn't. other thing yeah, about right, that right. is, is that you, you know, we know more about those players now than we did then. Now, there's also to your point it's about about Hayward yourself. and Aluwalu. Well, they're a year older now, so you know, there's there's the if they fall off, we feel like we should have seen it coming at least yeah. more so than a year ago. Yeah, you know, and, and Aluwalu's coming off an injury. Yeah, you know, so, so. okay, uh, that's yeah. that's a fun thing to do though. It is, and it's uh, always. I think it's a really good exercise to remember what it was one year ago because everyone's optimistic this time. I mean, every team in the league is optimistic right now because it's, yeah. that's what's so great about the league. It's easy to look at that team and be like, "Why are we so excited about Pierre <laughs> and Schobert?" And you know, <laughs> I, I think and, some of it's the guys that you see day after sure, day after sure. day, and, and the coaches praise them, and yeah. you see them make plays, and oh, he won a starting job. He's an up and coming player, you know. And the league's hard. Yeah, no, it is. Subscribe to the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Steelers Digest Editor Bob Labriola talks with head coach Mike Tomlin about the upcoming game. New episodes drop every game day that's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.